0: Welcome to the Refresh from Insider, presented by Webex, by Cisco. I'm Rebecca Ibarra.
1: And I'm Dave Smith. It is Monday, July 18th, and we're the podcast that updates whenever there's news. All day, every weekday. Here's the latest. For all you Fauci fanatics out there, I'm sorry to tell you that the nation's top infectious disease doctor tells CNN he will retire by the end of President Biden's current term in office. That would be January 2025, for those of you keeping track at home, when Fauci would be 84 years old. In case you're bummed, here's a Fauci fun fact to brighten your day. Fauci has served under seven U.S. presidents, starting with Ronald Reagan in 1984.
0: Mexican Marines have captured infamous drug lord Rafael Caro Quintero again. Caro Quintero already served 28 years in a Mexican prison for his role in the kidnapping and killing of DEA agent Quique Camarena in the 80s. A court overturned that sentence in 2013. He went back to the business of drug lording and a few years later was put on the FBI's most wanted list for Camarena's killing. The U.S. is seeking his extradition.
1: Three people were killed and two injured in a mass shooting at a mall in an Indianapolis suburb Sunday evening. The gunman entered Greenwood Park Mall with a rifle and opened fire in the food court around 6 p.m. A 22-year-old man legally carrying a firearm at the mall then quickly took out his own gun and shot and killed the gunman, according to police. Authorities are calling the Samaritan a hero and are still investigating the gunman's motive.
0: When the newest Sims 4 expansion pack is released next week, you won't just be perfecting your avatar's eye color and lip shape. You'll also get to choose their sexual orientation. In the new update, you can decide if your avatar is attracted to men or women, and if they display that attraction sexually or romantically. Critics say attraction isn't limited to the gender binary and orientation can't be chosen, but The Sims are saying, soupy <laughs> <Zuby> will <Whip. laughs>
1: Rawr. Things have been tough for Netflix recently, but the number of Americans watching streaming content is still growing, particularly for people over age 50. According to the latest Nielsen report, older Gen X and boomers accounted for almost 40% of the streaming audience since May of last year. It's a sign that the industry is maturing and older viewers are finally convinced they can cut the cord from cable.
0: Today and every day, we're updating the refresh from Insider as news happens. So check back whenever you want to know the latest.
1: Coming up, we talk about the growing problem of job candidate fraud and what employers are doing about it.
0: jury's election begins today in a criminal contempt trial against Steve Bannon, one of Donald Trump's closest advisors. Bannon has refused to turn over documents subpoenaed by the House January 6 committee. Even though Bannon was no longer in a formal White House role leading up to the January 6 attack, he would claimed he was protected by executive privilege. The trial is expected to last about a week.
1: Confusion over changing abortion laws is delaying necessary medical care in some states. This is particularly true for pregnancies that end on their own before the fetus is viable, such as in miscarriages and ectopic pregnancies. According to the Washington Post, providers in states with more restrictive abortion laws are finding themselves consulting with legal teams before providing routine care, even in cases where the health of the pregnant person is at risk.
0: Across the country, workers are picking up extra jobs just to pay for gas and food. According to the Washington Post, as inflation continues to soar, more Americans now hold two full-time jobs than at any time since the Bureau of Labor Statistics began collecting the data in 1994. A full-time job is defined by the BLS as more than 35 hours a week, and more than 400,000 Americans now work those 70-plus-hour weeks.
1: Drop boxes for ballots are safe, secure, and did not lead to any widespread problems during the 2020 election. That's the verdict of a survey the Associated Press sent to election officials across the country. The boxes, an alternative to mailing in ballots, have been embraced by voters in many states, but they've also become central to unsubstantiated conspiracy theories about election fraud, spread by Donald Trump and his supporters.
0: A research team in Scotland has released a startling report on plankton in our oceans, which is critical for biodiversity and for providing oxygen into the atmosphere. According to the Sunday Post, these researchers say 90% of plankton in the Atlantic Ocean has vanished since the 1940s because of pollution from plastics in our water. Scientists say this will have numerous ripple effects, possibly wiping out whales, dolphins, and fish. Everybody embellishes their resume at least a little bit, right? You know, like slinging pizza becomes maintaining high product output in a fast-paced environment. But there's a growing trend of actual fraud in job applications. We're talking things like cheating on tests, candidate bait and switches, the works. Insiders Rebecca Knight, a careers reporter and one of our regular contributors, is here to tell us how this kind of fraud is hurting companies and what they're doing about it. Rebecca, how are some job candidates deceiving
2: their potential employers? Give us some examples. So deception is taking new forms in the era of remote recruitment, Rebecca. Um, Some prospective hires have been known to sit in their Zoom room with someone else on the side, off camera, (laughs) who is giving them the answers and they're mouthing along, lip syncing almost, a la Cyrano de Bergerac. Others are getting another person to take their cognitive or coding test for them. Um, Still others are doing a sort of bait and switch where the person who is interviewing for the job and taking all the tests and doing all the requisite Stuff beforehand, they're not the one who actually shows up. Huh. So, catfishing, basically. (laughs)
0: Indeed. (laughs) I'm having flashbacks from Tinder. So, (laughs) you know, you're right that this problem has worsened throughout the pandemic. So, is it all to blame because of remote interviewing processes?
2: Well there are two things that are fueling this. One is a chronic labor shortage where companies cannot hire fast enough and so they're screening applicants maybe faster than they were and so things are falling through the cracks. And two Hiring has gone remote. In the before times, a candidate would come to an office, they would meet a hiring manager face to face, they might take a coding test or do some sort of whiteboarding exercise in front of an actual human. But nowadays, things are done online. And so people can can get up to some trickery. What effect is this having on companies? Well, it's really expensive. I mean, first of all, it's frustrating that they're hiring people who are not who they say they are, who don't have the skills that they claim to possess. They have to spend a lot of money to re-recruit new candidates. There's lost productivity because the person who's now doing the job can't do the job. And that, of course, is a strain on team morale because colleagues notice this and, and, and it's frustrating for them, too. Is this problem still mostly anecdotal or can we put it into numbers? According to Glider AI, which is a talent uh, recruiting software company, they say that candidate fraud has doubled since the pandemic began. And I spoke with an executive there who said it's probably around 10 percent of candidates who try to do this. Uh, He said it is the vast majority of candidates may may do that little pizza trick that you talked about in the intro there. But the vast majority of candidates are on the up and up. They are who they say they are. But there are some bad apples. So you write that some companies are now actually using AI powered tools to catch these fraudsters. How does that work? So first of all, AI is a common feature of today's hiring process. So many companies are using applicant tracking systems and predictive algorithms to speed up recruiting and match workers with jobs. And so they're saying that using AI to find fraud is just a natural next step in this evolution. So some tools are detecting cheating and plagiarism in technical assessments by identifying questionable patterns of behavior. So for example, a a candidate might leave a question blank for a long time. The AI would detect that another browser was coming up, and then they would see that something has been cut and pasted into a document. So that's an obvious plagiarism right there. Other capabilities can detect whether there are outside voices in the room. These are things that would be barely detectable to a human interviewer, but the AI can pick it up. And others can even analyze the test area and detect whether a remote desktop is being used.
0: Rebecca, we kind of live in this fake it till you make it society, though. So if, if you're thinking about cheating in this way, where's the limit? Like, what are the possible
2: repercussions if you are caught doing this? And w- where is the line? Fraudulent cheating candidates. We think, oh, it, it, it's hurting the companies. But in fact, it hurts the candidate. Maybe they don't have all the skills. Maybe they're lying about certain qualifications, certifications. Then they get in the job. And they're miserable because they can't do the job they were hired to do. So then they're feeling bad about themselves. They're not fitting in at the company because their colleagues know that they're inferior. And that probably won't last as long in, in tenure either. Hmm. So what should hiring managers be looking out for? I mean, the fact of the matter is, that AI can't detect every single instance of fraud. The technology just really isn't there yet. And so it really does take a combination of human judgment, understanding uh, what the candidate really can bring to the table, those open-ended questions where you can really look at what the content of what the person is saying and not just letting the biases slip in about maybe how good-looking the person is or how articulate they are. Uh, Actually looking at what the person can do. Hmm. Rebecca, thanks so much for chatting. Thanks for having me on.
0: Rebecca Knight covers careers and workplace culture for Insider. Make sure to follow the Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show.
1: You can also just tell your smart speaker to play the Refresh from Insider podcast. I'm Dave Smith.
0: And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. Talk to you soon.